This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast following Ipswich Town. I should say win, lose or draw, but probably appropriately uh, wind, rain, shine uh, this weekend. This is the flagship show. Here with me, Craig Fimbo. Hello. Win, lose or draw, starring Danny Baker. <laughs> Half past nine every weekday morning, wasn't it? Like Pictionary, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Remember that? I sat- that? Craig, I sat right near Danny Baker at Millwall. I could tell you exactly where his season ticket is. And I didn't realise it was him. And he was where I bet I've told this story on the podcast before. Um, I didn't know it was him. And But the first thing I saw was a guy in a bomber jacket and it said Ginger Productions on it, which uh, was Chris Evans' production. You remember when Don't Forget Your Toothbrush used to end it, say Ginger. So I'm sitting there staring at this guy's bomber jacket thinking, how on earth has someone got hold of it? They would have had to have been on the crew. Oh, <laughs> it's Danny Baker. Yeah, there we go. The bloke, David... who wrote, bloke who wrote the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just a... <laughs> David Diamond, how are you? Good. Good, thanks, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Baker. I mean, he's you mentioned Danny Baker. His books are brilliant. You think he's a trilogy of like three books, pretty much about his life story and stuff like that. He's got some brilliant stories. When he, I don't know if you read any Ben, but the first one, he starts work in like this record shop in London in the seventies. Bloody great stories like mark boland coming in elton john and people like elton that john, yeah all good yeah. you'd like that unbelievable my, i always remember when i think of danny baker um i got radio for my birthday when i was younger and i used to listen to 606 and oh. danny baker used to host it on like wednesday night and i remember distinctly he must have just been in a bad mood danny baker this wimbledon fan phones up <laughs> and he goes yeah um, I'm really pleased Wimbledon have got through and I think they can go all the way in the FA Cup. And Dave Baker just goes, why? <laughs> and he doesn't answer. And he, if you called me up to say they can go all the way in the FA Cup, you're not even going to... He just had a go at this guy and it was very, very funny. And very, very, very cringeworthy, but the sort of thing is right on my street. Uh, Craig, you you live out near the coast. Is your is your fence still standing? Speaking of Elton John. I was going to say, Elton John, I guess it's not as <laughs> oh. that. Um, yes, no, the fence is sort of the beach hut, our, our luxury um, penthouse on the on the beach is still standing. That must have taken the full brunt of it. But now it seems to be where it was rather than the other side of the boating lake where some some of them tend to end up. So no, it was all right, actually. A couple of bins got thrown around a little bit. Uh, we, we got off relatively unharmed, unscathed. Dave, um, yeah, did you, you, sh- do you want me to tell you my Mr. Bean-like story first? Oh, go on then, yeah, go. Yeah, so we've got some rattan um, we got oh, two furniture. two little yeah oh. bits of rattan nice. furniture in the garden, and it's got a cover which is basically a parachute. Yeah, so when the wind howls in, and if you can imagine, it got loose, and I was like, I'm going to have to go outside, and I'm pathetic anyway, aren't I? I can sit and talk, but any anything else, rubbish, and I've got ridiculous hair as well. So I'm walking around. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I try to get the parachute cover thing and then I'm 
pulling it all into one. And then I put it down. And then, of course, all the cushions we hadn't put in the garage. So then I had to run in and out, get all the cushions in from all the rattans. So, yeah, I was affected. Did this hurricane take you by, you know, surprise somebody? <laughs> everyone else seemed to have about three weeks' notice. Yeah, I must admit, I did sort of secure my did garden you, furniture probably sometime well, on Wednesday, I think. Do you know what? We, we had one of those moments where Shaley, my missus, said to me, I suspect most of the neighbours did this all last night, didn't they? And you know when, when your missus is right, but you didn't want to hear that at that particular time where she's getting drenched and My missus is very good at that, very good at that. Oh, what being wise after the event. oh yeah oh, that special <laughs> speciality hindsight speciality. blue monday podcast being wise after the event since 2015 <laughs> or, or not as the case may be let's do some news craig not really much going on apart from high winds <laughs> and poor old kyle edwards has torn his quad and i hate to say craig my reference points for this is the wrestler triple h have you heard of him i have i have tour, I, I think both of his quads, um, putting somebody through the announce desk. You know when they always oh, yeah. trash the announce desk. And he continued with the belt as well. How could he, There's not much. How could he stand Seriously. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. And he's probably weighed about 25 stone as well. Anyway, Kyle Edwards um, has torn his quad. Yeah. Uh, Craig, was there, was there any chance of him sort of contributing between now and the end of the season prior to that injury? Um, I don't know. He had a fleeting appearance, didn't he? A couple of was it the Gillingham home game? He he, mm. he came on mm. for, didn't he? And played in about three mm. different positions in in twenty odd minutes. Um, I don't know if he would or he wouldn't really. I was thinking earlier that you know Vincent Young's not really getting a look in on the bench, is he? Um, at all? You know, he's not even appearing as a, as one of the subs. So unlike unlikely, I'd have thought, unless something untoward happened to uh, to Wes Burns. But even then, you've got Vincent Young and potentially Danassian as. As backup, so it's yeah. going to be interesting. Interesting to see if 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 he fits into this system going forward. If this is a system we stick with throughout preseason and the summer and into next season, whether well, how how he fits into it, I don't really know. Could he not play inside forward in this system, Craig? Um, well, I suppose it it may depend on who is still here come the end of the you know, summer transfer window. You know, people like Selena, you would assume if we're still in league one might not be around i don't know whether he currently gives you the the numbers does he in terms of assists and, and goals that is you know those positions are heavily reliant on what's your what's your take dave yeah it's it, it, kind of a shame because as, as craig said he did make that fleeting sort of substitute appearance against jilling i think he'd been on the i think he'd been on the bench once or twice also under under mckenna but yeah it just hasn't <clears throat> hasn't really happened for him, has it? I know me and Craig saw him in the little cameo he had again, funny enough, against Burton that first game, and he was unbelievable. We thought, oh my God, what if he's going to absolutely rip it up? And it just didn't quite work out for him. You know, his final ball and one thing and another in certain games, and, you know, he didn't really contribute with any assists or any goals. So, no doubt, as an extremely talented player there. And, you know, we, we, we've seen, you know, what the new coach has come in and doing. Do, well, we'll get on to one player in particular, I'm sure, in a minute. What he is doing with certain players that were, were very much out of the picture. So you'd have thought, he's, very, he's young, so you'd have thought, again, uh, you know, work in progress. And under the under the new coach, um, would would another player you'd hope would improve? Yeah, I just got the numbers up that Craig was asking about. So in terms of actual big headline stuff, you know, no, um, no, no. goals or assists. 0.7 key passes per game would be decent if it was closer to one, wouldn't it? Um, where's dribbles on there? I, I can't say, yeah, carrying the ball or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Pace uh, to burn. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Yeah, successful dribbles is 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 decent, and um, ground duels you'd imagine is good. But like you were saying, Dave, it's uh, particularly with people like Burson Selena around. It's a complete Luco. numbers game, um, isn't it? In in so that. I, you know the sort of player that, that hopefully, and I'm I'm very much I know Craig was early season, very much the same with Harper as well. You know, and I know we said last week he hadn't actually figured in the squad. Um, well, I think he was on the bench for Crew last week. And you think, goodness me! But again, those those two players, you would hope under under McKenna, he sees something in them and um, and 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 will progress. You know, with us because they're both no doubt talented players. And yeah, just a quick one about being on the bench. Stuff. And Dobra is not getting on the bench for Cole. You at the moment is, is he? I don't not? Think. Oh my god! Uh, he wasn't. Really? Well, he wasn't yesterday. Wow! He's playing for their under twenty threes, I think, isn't he? Jeez! 
Um, we got a message from Richard. I've got to do some pluggery here. So the um, the ladies beat the crawly wasps. Before you um, forget. Sorry? <laughs> no, you're just getting in early before you forget, aren't you? I know exactly. <laughs> you know how my, how my brain works, don't you? I know, you man. Um, I, I literally just wrote down chicken as well two minutes ago because I know I've got to do that after this. As well. so, um, Abby Lafayette, um, as sponsored by um, Blue Monday, uh, scored from a free kick. With a wind assist on on one minute, smart, smart, um, uh, and then also assisted Page Peak on fifty six. Um, one of the two ITFC women's players we're hoping to speak to uh, next week before the Southampton game in the Ooh, FA game. Cup uh, next Sunday. The the big one for the ladies. Um, right, we're going to get into this Burton business, but first of all. We all want to hear Mikey talk about favourite chicken, don't we? With wings more crisp than a James Norwood finish, ribs meatier than a Sam Morsey tackle, and chicken tastier than Wes Burns, favourite is Britain's tastiest chicken. And as a listener of the Blue Monday podcast, you can get 20% off by entering BM20 at the checkout. Order direct from their menu at chicken-ipswich.co.uk. They'll deliver anywhere within a 2.7-mile radius of the store. And if you're not quite as local as the Bond family, you can click and collect. The store is located just off Hadley Road. Favourite, Britain's tastiest chicken. Tasty, tasty chicken. Tasty, like 22 points in 10 games. Tasty, let's go to Ipswich 3, Burton nil. <laughs> Great, obviously not, not as excited, but Now, do you know um, the what? best... Bar- the best barometer for Ipswich playing well is I finished my stream thing on my channel on a Saturday and there's not very many messages in the Blue Monday WhatsApp group. Uh, I know Ipswich have played well if that's the case. If there's 85 new messages, <laughs> we've not we've not played well. There's, there's, there's going to be some issues being discussed in there. But it was 3-0 and the good run continues. Let me bang through uh, the teams and we'll get your reaction. Christian Walton in goal. Danassian, Wolfenden, Edmondson, Thompson and Burns as the wing-backs. It's Morsi and Evans. And in the Horses for Courses bespoke, look at the opponent's weaknesses approach of Kieran McKenna. It's Aluko, Piggott and Jackson up top. Craig, thoughts on the team? No doubt you'll be focusing on the front three. Um, yeah, just, just a quick note on Evans um, returning, I think. You know, that he, he, I thought he played quite well yesterday. Him and Morsey just have just got an understanding, haven't they? You can tell that they've played together <clears throat> umpteen times, hundreds of times potentially. Yep. Um, they just complement each other. They know where each other's at. They they ping the ball off of each other nicely in the middle of the park and stuff. And I think him him coming back just allows Morsey to go a bit more freedom. And it just it's just what again like we're talking about the back one, two, three, four, five, six. I suppose it's now. Another couple of positions where you haven't you haven't got to worry about those either, have you? You know they're set in stone. You'd have thought. Um, Jack Jackson, I thought deserved. I thought he played well at MK. I know Dave said that said that last week. Um, we were, we were obviously all there. I thought he did really well last week. I thought, um, yeah, even won his fair share of headers, didn't he? As well as doing the the chasing around like um, like he does. So um, no real issue with him playing again. Obviously, Piggott came out of the blue. He was. Wasn't even in the squad at, at uh, Milton Keynes. He was running up and down at, at, before the match with um, Matt Penny, just keeping fit and things like that. But it just goes to show, as you say, Ben, that it really is horses of courses. It's obviously a, a, a tactic. We've noticed the weakness, um, which transpired was was behind both of um, Burton's Burton's uh, wing backs. Well, and Craig and and a strength from their attacking set plays, which may not yep. be a coincidence that Piggott was mm. was in because yep. they put three past Bolton all from set plays on Wednesday, right? Or Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And obviously, you know, and not having Norwood in the team means that he's not going to give away stupid fouls on the mm. edge of the box, <laughs> running around like a bull in a bloody China shop. Um, but, and, and funnily enough, j- just before you go to Dave, um, McKenna was asked that actually by Brenner in, in the post-match interview saying, oh, he's, um, Caden's you know, got himself in your thoughts now. He's pretty much undroppable. And McKenna was quite coy about saying, well, yeah, no, he's definitely going to play Tuesday. I think it'll just the same again. You may see a completely different front three again on on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's actually. It will go by form. He'll, as you say, he'll have a position and he'll have a formation and a tactic in place for a specific specific um, scenario. What are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I think I agree. Well, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Bond started Tuesday. 
you know, having not started the last two games, wouldn't really wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's just great, isn't it? And and clearly, um, Jackson is thriving. And well, post match, he's come out and said and said as much himself. He's absolutely thriving under McKenna and just looks the player that he was. What two two that start of the season when he played up front with Norwood a couple of seasons ago when we thought, hello, we really got a you know really got a player here. Um, he's he's confident. Um, his use of the ball yesterday was fantastic. A couple of assists could have had at least another one, maybe two, even you know fairly clear cut. Um, um, a Luke in for Selena. Yeah, I was, I was big on that. I thought Selena, I was a bit disappointed. I don't know about what Craig thought. I was a bit disappointed with Selena last, last week. He just didn't, obviously, a slightly different game, but he just didn't do enough for me last week, Selena. So I was pleased that a Luke Owen and yeah, Pigger again, good for Pigger. I mean, the lad just can't catch a break though, can he? Goodness me, he just cannot catch a break. Um, he just needs, uh, you know, he needs a goal. And he'll, but I thought all round game yesterday was from him again was perfectly, um, you know, perfectly adequate. So yeah, as, as we said that the, the, the back eight pretty much with when, you know, when Evans is fit now, pretty much picks itself, which you can't say that about an Ipswich side for the, I don't know, for the last, Christ, how long, going back to, well, maybe even the playoff season, even that, it was quite fluid, some positions, but yeah, it's great. And what, what I take on it now is the the general level consistency, um, which I certainly picked up last week against MK and, and certainly yesterday, every player in the team is probably an 8 out of 10, 7, 8 out of 10, I would have thought, with a couple of people just above that. So it's... Yeah, you, you could just see the difference, and it, it's it's a confidence thing, and it's, it's seemingly a big togetherness within the squad as well. So happy days! It'll just be to see, won't it? Sorry, but just and I'm, I'm, we may come about it in talk about the questions later. Is what happens in the summer with regards to those front three? Does McKenna suddenly think right? We got by with what we had because that's the squad that we had at the time. Now I want to play this way, and we'll get actual players to play in certain positions. You know. Rather than having four completely different set of four completely different forwards, you'll have two forwards that do exactly the job that yeah. he wants them wants to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so Burton, like we mentioned, had had a really good win in midweek, uh, beating informed Bolton. Just um, sweat. I think a three up by eighteen minutes. They're drawn yeah. with Cambridge, um, where well, we we drew as well, didn't we? Um, at the weekend as well. So they picked up four points in the last, um, in the prior two games and in the top half of the table. So we don't make this all about uh, Ipswich. Garrett in goal, Hughes, uh, Brayford, who's been around for about 100 years, Blake Tracy, uh, Kokolo and Hamer wide, Powell Shaughnessy, Maddox, Sadie and Ahadme up top for Burton. Of course, managed by Dave, the king of, the most powerful side foot shot in the history of football, <laughs> Jimmy Floyd. Side foot, side foot venom. He had it all, didn't he? God side dear. foot venom. Um, oh. Speaking of powerful shots or not the most powerful shots, Craig, <laughs> a very, very good start in this one. Would you like to take us through the opening goal? And how many seconds before that one went in? 50-odd, uh, was it, I think? Oh, it's 42. Um, oh, was it? I think so. Um yeah, so, we, well, yeah, the game had barely started and it was a bit scrappy um, for the first 41 seconds, really. Um, <laughs> and, I thought the goal uh, came against the run of play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the ball sort of ends up on the on the touch, oh, sorry, over near the dugouts, doesn't it? And and um, Burns nabs the ball um, in, front of the, in front of the benches and releases uh, Jackson and... I think it's, is it Blake Tracy, the centre-half? He's miles out of position. He's on the halfway line where he's other two centre-halves, uh, you know, 30 yards, 30 yards further back. And there's just an acres of space for, for Jackson. To be fair to Burns, he, he does well in, in releasing him relatively quickly, doesn't he? He wins the ball and passes it forward mm. quick. Um, Jackson carries the ball forward and then dribbles a, a left-foot shot, bumbling towards the bottom corner. And <laughs> bumbling. <laughs> it, it just somehow ends ends in the goal. It's a funny, you'd think that the goal can be time just to sort of, walk across and, and pick it up let alone and dive and miss it but no fair play um it's one thing that we've been shouting out for for a little while is just to get a shot off you know especially in the conditions as they were for the first half yesterday you know any sort of shot and bobble and skidding off the off the pitch you don't know what's going to happen to it but um yeah fair play to jackson he's you know got his shot away um and it's accurate rather than pace it's quite an interesting interview i know dave um 
just spoke about it there. He's post-match interview, which is a really, really great interview on on Suffolk afterwards. If if people haven't heard it, mm. you know, use the listen again thing and have a have a little listen to that. It's a really great interview with him. Um, and he said himself, you know, it just goes to show that um, accuracy is is better than power. It would a uh, it would appear. So yeah, got it in one nil. And um, I, I think um, I think it was said post-match. It's ideal, isn't it? Because we've said time and time again how how often we don't go into the league and then we start leading and we start moaning about teams wasting time and they're they're at it from the start. That just negates that from the from the off, doesn't it? You know, the the onus is then on them to try and try and get something out of the match, which to be fair 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 to them, they uh they didn't hold back doing so for the next for the next forty five minutes or so. From what Craig is saying, Dave, it sounds like Burton were trying to do the whole right, get up and straight away from the kickoff and you you can get caught completely out of position. Um, it like was that, a pain. I'll tell you what it was. He's, um, uh, Craig's just right, but it, it was the press in front of the dugout. So it was Pigger, Aluko, and Burns pressing the fullback, and yeah, one possession. And 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 Craig's right. The key was Burns released Jackson really early in a in a good position between Brayford and Blake Tracy, and yeah, it was just accurate. And I mean, the keeper didn't dive over it, but it was right in the corner. And I suppose, as you said, a sort of, well, that's not fairly wet, a bloody monsoon conditions at some point, quite a wet pitch. And yeah, like you, I was surprised. I was in. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, but great. I'm Makes thinking about Jason Dezel's goal against Norwich, where it kind of just bobbles, bobbles, bobbles. And oh, yeah, near post, ends, yeah, up, yeah. ends up yeah. in the corner, that one. Yeah. Um, for the most part, though, Dave, for the remainder of the half, um, maybe a, a few of the numbers here, shots, corners, big chances, go go then in Burton's favour for the rest of the half. Yeah, big chances, yeah. The ball was flashing across the box and set plays, always dangerous set plays and throw-ins. I thought we dealt with them quite well. There was one where we, again, we cleared it and a great volley. That was a side-foot volley, wasn't it? And, and unbelievable. <laughs> At first I thought, Good oh, yeah, was that to say? Walton had sort of punched it, one-handed over the bar, but... It was an incredible goal line clearance. I suppose a bit lucky. It came, you say it came so soon, but it's powerful from um, from Edwin from, from Evans who nodded it out and it knocked him back into the goal, didn't it? It's bloody incredible. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. You could. I mean, that's a difference. You know, you say perhaps different goalkeeper, different defence. Perhaps we would have. You know, we would have conceded, and maybe it's once or twice we did ride our luck a little bit with balls whizzing across the box and stuff like that, but. Yeah, they're, they're, they 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 were quite well organised, quite big, pretty physical, and um, we coped with it reasonably well. But yeah, they were certainly in the ascendancy for for a good twenty twenty five minutes. I thought. But in in amongst that, that yeah, I, yeah, I do, yeah. And they, it was um, Powell, wasn't it? It was those in his in swinging corners, especially. He was cool. he was taking yeah. a decent in swinging corners. Mm. But as Dave said, we did sort of cope with it. I'm sure that's one thing that you know the the coaches and the defence will take great credit from is being able to withstand something like that in those conditions to withstand what seemed like a dozen bloody long throws it's every 30 seconds there was yeah, another long yeah, throw bombardment wasn't it yeah yeah half a dozen corners i think in the first half or, or thereabouts and to come out of that and weather the storm shall we say um although we we did have well on occasion we got through didn't we, we on the rare occasion we did get the ball um we got it inside um inside between their left wing back and their left centre half time and time again didn't we with Burns he was in two or three times in some really really good positions and should should have done better there was really. one brilliant bit of play from Burns and a quality ball from Evans you'd have seen that right in front of me where yeah. he just slips inside the fall but that's ultimately ended up with Piggott I think that was the one where Piggott again I should score but he tries to perhaps a bit again bit too deliberate hits hits the post square and then Thompson just blasts it over but and then there was the one right on half time when Alou goes through and it's, it's I mean he was brilliant all afternoon but oh, shocking ball to shock him just took the wrong option to Morsey didn't he and I think ended up with Jackson hitting it wide but yeah, they they were solid. They were solid, and you know, you went in halftime thinking, "Yeah, we certainly need another one here," because you could you could see them keeping it up. But it wasn't you know after half time, it was yeah, it was um, probably the certainly the best that we'll go on to that. But certainly, the second half was um, the best half I've seen so far under McKenna. Really good. Do you agree with that um, last comment that Dave made, Craig? Yeah, it was it was just a prof- professional controlled. <laughs> performance wasn't it second half just as we to be fair as we have done in the majority of the, of the games we've sort of kept the opposition at arm's length and restricted them to uh, a few chances but this was just 
it was controlled possession and it was also penetrative um, possession as well. Um, and helped by the fact that they still, and then this may, some of this may lay at Hasselbank's door, is that they still had acres of space behind their wing backs. And Jackson and Burns were just like pigs in pig droppings. <laughs> um, there's the second half numbers, which bear out what you said very dominant, um, 60 plus percent possession. 11 shots to, to three, um, three corners, big, four big chances to zero in the second yeah. half alone. And Dave, uh, in 22 starts now for Wes Burns, a 12th goal contribution. Now, eight goals, four assists. He's a wing back, Dave. Take us through this goal. A this, is a, oh, this is a brilliant goal. This is an absolute, although, as Craig said, helped by the. Um, helped by the switching off of the wing backs. But it starts, I think, Wolfenden brings the ball forward out of defence and sort of pings the ball. Again, it's a Christmas of our pass again. Pings the ball into Morsey, ran about, I think, on the centre circle. One touch back to one touch back to Evans. Evans then Evans then sort of plays the ball, plays the ball round the um round the corner. I think this is the one he plays around the um, sorry, yeah. Evans just plays this um sort of straight ten yard ball into a Luco. Pretty much, I think he's in the D, just in our half, centre circle. And he just drops him shoulder one way, spins and just plays an absolute peach of a ball inside the fullback to Jackson. And I mean, Jackson's just off on his bike. And a fair play to him. You know, he did this well all afternoon. You know, carried the ball on, got the ball in good position. The key there is didn't just flash it across the box, got his head up. And... Yeah, not the not the cleanest finish by Burns, but yeah, for once got a bit lucky. Sort of volleys it into the ground, and it's got it's quite a comical because the keeper's pretty much expecting a full blooded volley, and he sort of oh shit, it's bounces over him, and it sort of just bounces in the net. But yeah, it's unbelievable, great move, great great move. Had um had Burns shown yesterday, had Burns shown Jackson's level of calmness oh. in position would oh. have had would have had double wouldn't we there was oh, many times burns had the ball and it was sort of final as burns was at the beginning of the season he was a little bit 100 mile an hour crosses when there was no yeah. subtlety and then he was whacking the ball across <laughs> and it was just not giving anyone a chance to get on the end of it but um to be fair to jackson he got his head up that time and at least one one other time um and just a quick one when we score I, and certainly when we score at the north stand end i'm looking in that direction past the dugouts and, and McKenna, after that goal, McKenna was so happy. He was oh, really? touching yeah, the air. He was turning around and looking up at the, I presume the analysts up right near the the press box and that, and like yeah. you know shaking his fist and pointing to him and stuff like that. So it was obviously something that they've been looking out for and highlighted as being a potential weakness. It was a brilliant, it was a brilliant goal. I mean, the pass from Aluko was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, a third one's coming, uh, Craig, in this in this dominant half. Um, we're going to get Selena and Chaplin. God, look at that bench. Um, in for Piggott and Aluko. And um, I'm sure we had a conversation um, at the start of that. It would have been the 1920 season um, about Caden Jackson's ability to deliver a decent ball. Not not like Dave. I think Dave just said it. Not just flash it across, but to actually deliver a decent ball whilst at sprint speed. And um, I'm sure you're going to allude to that interview where he said, focusing on strengths rather yeah. than weaknesses. And a very much a strength of his is being able to do that, isn't it? Being in a wide position. And I always remember that that Shrewsbury game that confused me so much where we won 3-0, but uh. I didn't think we were very good. But Jackson had a, he had a tremendous assist for Flynn Downs in in that game as well. I think I'm thinking of the right, the right two players, um, possibly, possibly there, but, uh, take us through the, the third goal, um, Craig. Yeah. And uh, there was one also actually talking about Jackson where he had it on the, and downs. I remember cause downs like flicked it with the outside of his right foot down the left-hand side for him to cross to Norwood to bundle in at the far post. And he, that's another good assist. There was a really, did you remember one? There was a really good one away at South end when he gets in the left and he pings it in and, um, it's a clever finish. Norwood sort of deflects it in the far corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, as you say, Benny, it's, it's something that he can do. Um, and this, I, I like this goal because, it, well, it started from a goal kick, didn't it? And it went to, and but well, goal kicks sort of interchange between going obviously right or left to whichever centre-half is wide. And Danassian's on the touchline when Wolfenden picks the ball up from Walton and goes out to um, out to Danassian. Um who lays it into Chaplin. It goes back to Danassian, who 
pushes it forward to Jackson in the air. And what Jackson does so well here is he, it's, a, it's a cushioned header um, back to Burns on the halfway line. So it comes to him, and that's something you probably don't, uh, you know, we're talking about Jackson's strengths. That's probably not something you suspect he's particularly good at. Of all, all his strengths and weaknesses is, you know, the control and the touch and things like that. But he just cushions his header back to Burns. And then as soon as he's done that, he's spun and he's off into again into the into the space that the acres that are behind their their left wing back. Burns pushes it into their space and then Jackson's off. And in the meantime, Salinas, as as they're told to do, has come from the far post. Um, from his position out wide and again yeah so just a great cross head up sensible cross he's probably got options to pull it back but he fires it across three three or two or three yards out and it's uh, a simple tap in for, for Selena really um really clever from Selena there's proper almost like a center forward movement he sort of goes and then stops and then goes again and then oh, goes to the quick, far Dave, post isn't he yeah yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he was, did well when he came on yesterday. I don't know if he had something to prove, yeah. but he, he buzzed around, didn't he, for the... Yeah, he was better than he was the week before. Result. I was disappointed with him the week before, and I didn't do didn't have a bad game the week before. I just, you know, some of the some of the positions he got into, and he's, he's done it a few times this season. Look, he's got, we know he's got pace and talent to spare at that level, for God's sake, but he frustrates me sometimes because you know he's capable of so much more, I think. Yeah. Dave, there's a, reason, there's a reason someone goes Man City... Swansea, you know, and <laughs> okay, that, yeah, we're right. That, that, well, no, come on. I remember being at Luton for his for his debut and the first couple of runs, and you you know what it's like when you're a football fan. You're like, oh, hello, <laughs> he can get that out of his feet. And and well, yeah, I remember the goal at the goal at QPR. Well, hello, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. He's got um, it. He's got it in his so, locker, as they say. Look, guys, we'll get into form and we'll get into league table and big picture during the questions. But Dave, do you just want to wrap up on this? specific performance very well controlled and once again clean sheet and dominant against the team below us in the table no really really good really good performance like i said second half i, I you know i haven't craig seen more of the away games than i have but i thought it was best easily the best i've seen under you know under mckenna and it as craig's quite right it was it was the control that we had yeah we didn't go gung-ho it's control and you know you just look at the influence morsia what? Sorry, I'm just being sentenced. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go on. You just look at the influence Morsey has on since he's been back. You know, last week at MK and 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 yesterday, he's just such a he's just such a factor in in the midfield there, and um, yeah, it makes such a difference. And I think you know, you know, not conceding goals. I think that just comes. You know, obviously settle back four, five, or whatever it is. But the goalkeeper just exudes confidence at the moment, doesn't he? And it just it just spreads right through the team. It's just a good, finally, you know, a good feel good feel good factor and um it's a talented squad of players and i think um they're finally all all showing it do you want to just come in just on this game specifically craig and then we'll get into the the form in a bit yeah um in terms of how it sort of compares to what we've seen previously yeah it certainly is the best 45 minutes i think we we were pretty much in control at, at doncaster but crikey doncaster weren't really interested in doing anything on when we were up there um, playing there, so I think in terms of the the level of opposition, it seems to be that the teams that we're playing each week are sort of not in bad form themselves when we come round to playing them. You know, their, their current league position may belie their um, current form, if if you see what I mean. So, you know, as you said, they beat Bol- Bolton during the week, scored three goals against them, and um, yeah, we've pretty much kept them at, at arm's length, certainly for the second forty-five, and they haven't wishing to go the. the Boxing analogy again. They haven't laid a glove on us. Hundred percent. Quite interesting. Quite interesting what you made. What you said there about teams in form. How'd you gauge Cheltenham's form? After <laughs> We're going to come on to. I'm sure we're about on, to talk sorry, about a certain Alfie May, aren't we? But yeah, we'll come. We'll come on to um, that. Right. Let's go through this. So Rotherham and Wigan, the top two, drew on Friday night. MK Dons beat Sunderland, who had a yeah. terrible weekend because everybody else around them is going to win. Oxford hammered Charlton, so they're in fourth. Plymouth have won four on the bounce. They're going nowhere. They won 2-0 at Gillingham. Wickham, which I'm sure we'll get into, drew 5-5 against Tuesday night's opponents, Cheltenham, and star danger man Alfie May scored four goals for Cheltenham. So I'm sure we'll um, be looking forward to coming up against him on Tuesday. Sunderland have dropped out of the playoffs picture, Sheffield Wednesday did go behind against Doncaster, but 
beat them as well. Um, so I dare say it could have been better. But um, if we're allowed to, and we are allowed to, judging it against sixth position, okay, and that's the only relevant number. How many points have sixth got and how many points have we got? It has come down. I did do the projection because it was ridiculous. We did it two weeks ago. It was 82 points. It's 79, so it's still um, still not exactly attainable um, without an incredibly good run. But so Oxford 4, 56. Plymouth 5th, 56. Wickham 6th, 55. Sunderland 7th, 55. Sheffield Wednesday 8th, 55. So there's basically one point separating fourth place down to eighth place. And then we're tucked in four points behind. So um, let's come to you first, Dave. Look, I know what the naysayers will say, and it's a reasonable position, you know, come and chat to me when we've beaten somebody in the top six. I get I get that. Um, I get that argument and, and that comment, however reductive and annoying it may seem um, at certain times. But Dave, 10 Ten played under McKenna, seven wins and a draw. So 22 points in 10 games. And I think you all know we're going to be much closer. We get 22 points in the next 10 games um, as well. And uh, we'll, we'll go in detail on Cheltenham in a minute. But still, three or four where you could could potentially do another eight points in the next four games. Or, God forbid, even more. The form is really good, Dave. It really is. Uh, you know, we've hit, hit, we, re- we really have hit some form. And, and you look at, you know, Sunderland and Wickham to a degree are in free fall. I mean, Sunderland, I mean, actually, one point, I think, think we've played the Dave. same amount of games. There. I haven't even got any games one, in hand. One point on. in like, five, Dave, Sunderland. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And when you think back, I don't know, a month ago, it was like 14 points. There's something ridiculous. We, we, a month ago, you weren't even looking at Sunderland. Sunderland, now they're gone. They're going to be, if they're not going to be top two, they're going to be nailed on third or fourth or something. I mean, just well, Dave, incredible. Sorry to interrupt. I, I remember commenting the top four are away. That was yeah. what we were saying oh, a month ago. And now absolutely. the top two are away, then a, a little gap, and then just carnage up ahead of us. Great. I mean, you can see, you know, Sunderland with the form there. And here's the thing. On Tuesday, they've got Burton at home yesterday. So you can see Burton going there. We were there yesterday. You can see Burton going there and and causing problems for them, definitely. And then Sunderland on... Um, and then Sunderland at the weekend, they got Wigan away. So, they, they, I mean, it's only one team, but... It, it, Look, it's, it's momentum. I think a, a big key we said last week was just keeping the run going, not getting beat at MK, which we didn't. Good performance. We keep the run going. Another home game on Tuesday. And then again, you'd think two winnable away, game, away games at, you know, at Morecambe and Fleetwood. And, and then, you you know, you, you sort of get into March and you look at the fixtures then and then not, OK, you've got Portsmouth at home. But, and you know, I mean, Oxford away looks at, you know, if we can keep this Oxford momentum really going, good, you, yeah. you're looking at Portsmouth at home, Oxford away, and if you're, yeah, okay, they'll be the, they'll perhaps be, well, Oxford away will be the big yardstick, won't it? But, but I think, you know, we, we can, if we, you know, keep this run going and you, you, you must believe you have to. And Craig, in terms of the sort of geography of the league table, it's almost a case of all we need is for sixth place to cock up. The fifth four, five, four, three, two, one doesn't particularly much matter. And okay, yeah, you're going to have to play third in the playoffs. But Dave's right. The the okay, fine. There are a few teams playing very, very well ahead of them. But the Sunderland and Wickham fall off, and particularly Wickham. While you were talking, do you realise Wickham's next two games are Wigan and Accrington Stanley away, which is always rank, isn't it? So there's a chance you could. You know, you could take more points out of Wickham across the next two games. Craig, what are your what are your thoughts on the the shape of the table and this very good run of form? Well, it it just needs it just needs consistency, doesn't it? And it's something that we've all spoken about. You know, it's all very well going away to Wickham and um, winning, but you just need to follow it up and follow it up again. And how many times have we had a decent performance this season and followed up with a dire performance? You know, undone all the good work that you'd you'd done previously you don't really touch wood you don't really see that happening at the moment with McKenna do you it just seems to have the knack of just taking it 
one game one game at a time and just building that momentum now we have now we of the top eight we are one of the probably the top three in terms of in terms of momentum you would suggest um or so if you don't include um don't include Rotherham in that um Sheffield Wednesday I think is still the still the, the fly in the ointment um mm. potentially aren't they because they they do seem to be hitting a similar vein of form to ourselves but you know on, on Tuesday night alone um Plymouth I, I, they are, they're all away. Plymouth are away, albeit Cambridge. Milton Keynes are away to Charlton. Sheffield Wednesday are away to Fleetwood. Have We're you at home to Shelton, you know. So there's sorry, Dave, but there are, you know, you, you, it's all we can only do what we can do. But these other teams will be dropping points. It's just shown over the last four weeks they they will be dropping points. Just yeah, to make sure look, we don't drop as many. If you look ahead to Saturday, Plymouth at home to Rotherham Saturday. Well, that, so, and that's the nature of it being tight. The more teams are in it, they've got to play each other. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Um, I just looked up while Craig was talking. So six-game form table, we're sixth. Eight-game form table, we're also sixth. Ten-game form table, we're third. But wow. with Rotherham and Bolton, neither of them have scored any more points. It's all, all three of those teams are on 22 points. And the 12-game form table, we're fourth. So mm. by all of those metrics, it's a top top six performance recently but we all know when you're in the middle of the table to get into the top six you have to be top four to even get in there in terms of that that period of form but yes by by definition but by definition of us being fourth or sixth and at least one of those teams being above us being right you're doing you're doing better than yeah two or three of the teams that are currently above you aren't you and you will be gaining ground albeit in minutiae at the moment but you are, you are still gaining ground. We're gaining one point a week at the moment, aren't we, really? Well, 100%. And in the 10-game form table, Sunderland are 20th. So, you know, it's a massive... Uh, Dave was talking about that. We've taken 13 points out of them in the last 10 games. 13, um, yeah, yeah. Sunderland. Um, yeah. Where are, where, so, Wickham 10th. We've taken um, nine points out of them in the last 10 games. So, yeah. Um, all as long as they don't all take it in terms to fall off and we don't actually catch up on any of them at any point. But there we go. Um, brilliant stuff. We try trying very hard to be very balanced and not getting excited here. But uh, when you are sat in the league table on uh, 51 points from 33, were you to score 22 points from the next 10 games, do exactly the same thing. You're at 73 points with... Uh, with three games to go, so and we've we've said we think high seventies for sixth place the whole the whole time it's going to be that, but you know you, you put yourselves in with a chance and and Dave even to to your point I know you have to beat a good team in the playoffs if you get in the playoffs, but the more you can punish the teams who are lower down, the more breathing space you give yourself where maybe a point at Milton Keynes or a point at Oxford. Mm. Isn't isn't so bad if it's still all adding up to two. No, absolutely. No, yeah, you've got yeah, yeah. If we again build the points tally up, go to Oxford, get a point, keep the momentum going, and keep the unbeaten run going. Exactly. Be, yeah, and it would be lovely to talk uh, to talk about um, uh, a imagine realistic a, playoff challenge. Imagine a pod, a podcast, when we're actually in the playoffs. That would be insane. That's never happened, and obviously the no, very first. The very first episode of this podcast, the previous game, was a playoff semi-final, <laughs> wasn't it? But yes, um, things have not gone quite so well since no, then. Let's get some it. questions. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, I'm going to open up my phone. Um, fairly short answers, please, boys, but obviously give as much detail as you want because I want to try and get through as many as possible. Uh, Craig, this is John. Uh, brilliant win performance yesterday. Um, Jackson deservedly getting praise right now. Uh, is there an argument that Wolfenden's resurgence has gone under the radar a bit? Wolfenden has looked um, every bit as good as Edmondson. Obviously, I would argue, John, nothing goes under the radar on our podcast, but um, how well is Wolfenden playing and how does he compare to Edmondson, John? Uh, John's the commenter, Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think Edmonds, Edmondson's basically had a been a, he had a bit of a blip, didn't he, at Bolton? He gave the gave the goal away at Bolton, then he took took a couple of games to sort of get back into the swing of it. He looked a bit edgy um, in the two or three games after that. Um, whereas Wolfenden, yeah, probably has overtaken him in terms of in terms of performances. Um, what what I like about Wolfenden is the way that he's he's just sweeping up behind, isn't he? He's he's in the right position at the right time. Um, we all know he's you know calm on the ball and he's accepting it off of off of Walton from goal kicks and playing the ball out. He's accepting it off of the midfield and starting the, um, the play up again. But so what I'm, what I'm noticing is that this sweeping up um, and a reading of reading of the play and to be in the right place at the right time, which at his age is, is, is pretty impressive. Um, but just a quick note while we're talking about the back for his Danassian again, oh. yesterday, I thought he was just fantastic yesterday. You know, he's not, he's not having to, win too many you know he's not a towering centre half but he's not seemingly having to win headers or win that side of things but just again being in the right place at the right time and being comfortable on the ball and being attacked he's getting further forward the burns in on some occasions. Yeah, he's on the he's on the byline pulling the ball back on some occasions. I just think he's been an absolute I know it's Christ nothing's no one's that has hasn't said before this season, but he's been an absolute bloody revelation. And you know if, if McKenna can get performances like that out of Danassian and performances he has done out of Wolfenden, then, you know, it only bodes well going forward. Hopefully, you know, you can already look into next season and think, well, the goalkeeper's sorted, the back three are sorted, one one of the wing-backs is sorted. We can concern ourselves about the left the left wing-back another time. But I think the right wing-back might be getting sold if we don't go up, Craig. Yeah, well, possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah. he, might, he might just need to temper his, his crossing a little bit <laughs> in the, yeah. next, the next level above. I think that's probably the one thing that might hold him back. But, you know, you, you're looking at a complete section of the team, which is you haven't got to worry about. You know, that's that's sorting it, that's sorting itself out. Actually, I just think those three are playing well. And I'd, I'd put Danassian above the other two, you know, in, well, game game on game and over the course of the season, really. He's been outstanding. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Yeah. Uh, from Dave, nowhere as well, from nowhere. Dave, let no. me ask the next question because it does parlay into defence as well. Um, Mullet, are the clean sheets the most impressive and most overlooked facet of McKenna's revolution? Obviously, again, I would point out our podcast never overlooks anything. We're right across all of this here, aren't we? Uh, but Dave, um, no, I, I, I tend to agree. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's overlooked, but it is impressive. But it just reflects a settled a settled back line, doesn't it? It just just reflects it. I mean, other than uh, other than you know, I suppose Thompson coming in, Coulson was injured, and Penny injured, a bit of loss of form. I don't necessarily got a problem with Penny, but Thompson's came in um, and looked, yeah, perfectly adequate against MK last last 
week. I thought, yeah, yesterday he was he was good again. No, no issue with him there. And so it helps, Sam. And, and, and the goalkeeper, like I said before, the goalkeeper just exudes confidence. Christ, he comes for crosses. Um, he's, yeah, uh, it's, 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 great to, it's great to see. And you certainly know, you'd, um, Mullet's right, you can't underestimate seven clean sheets. That's, in, that's impressive at any level, isn't it? Bloody hell. And that's, you know, that's, uh, as we all know, secret of secret of success, isn't it? You start from there. It's, um, it's always good to be sorry, but it's always good to be involved in those. It's been so many hours since conceded. Over <laughs> seven hours, over seven hours now since we conceded. It's Chef Wed, wasn't it? Chef Wed, yeah, not not um, when I used to load up who scored in eighteen nineteen, and it would say Ipswich have lost their last eleven away games two 0 the league record. <laughs> and you know, yeah, great. Uh, Thanks for telling me that, uh, Dave. We'll stay with you for this one. This is uh, Chris. Uh, could have been six or seven, um, uh, even if that scoreline would have flattened us. The problem was entirely in the finish and we need to solve this. Um, um, we won't get so many chances in others. Uh, well, let me give you the numbers. Is there a problem in terms of finishing? Um, four big chances, says three big chances missed, but obviously we scored three goals. 17 total shots, six on target. I haven't seen an XG number. I don't know if anyone um, can find one while we're watching, but have you got issues with our finishing or do we just have a League One club with League One strikers? Well, possibly. I don't think we've got an issue with it. There was a couple of chances. One fell to Morsey must be close to getting his first town goal. One fell to Morsey, who looked like he'd scored. That was from another assist from Jackson, I think, up the north stand end. And from where I was, I think it, Craig probably saw it. But it looked like he hit the keeper's trailing leg. Norwood had, a, again, quite a good chance near the end, but took a touch when he probably shouldn't have done. Again, point blank. And the other big one I can think of is the one that Piggott, again, probably tries to be too deliberate in the first half picks he spot and hits the post square. So I don't necessarily think as an issue. I mean, it, what would be great if, for, for I know we've sort of spoken about it, for instance, if Bond starts on Tuesday and, and Bond can get a goal or two, because I think if he can get back to anywhere near the goal scoring form he showed at the start of the season, then we really might be onto something. But Look, the goals, you know, you already said about Wes, you know, Wes Burns, eight goals. Um, you know, Selena now got five or six. So they are they are sort of sharing them, sharing them around. But um, I don't necessarily think yesterday was was totally bad finishing as such. I think it probably does highlight, though, and it might, might be something that Chris is alluding to, is that the fact that Piggott did miss that chance, the fact that Norwood did miss that chance, there's no one grabbing those and taking those opportunities and nailing on not mm. they might they, they may not nail their position for the next game because we you know we do change it but even when we are getting those chances the guys that you would expect to be scoring them aren't currently doing it but we, we we're getting away with it just got, i've got the xg here ben it's yeah yeah go for it, ours, ours was 2.08 burton's <laughs> was 1.07 i've got a number that says 1 1.16 per game so uh, and I mean, this is how you choose to interpret the statistics. And there's a great thing with XG. You can always argue argue it one way or the other, depending on what your eyes say. But um, uh, 1.16 per game feels like we're overperforming it by the by the sounds of it. But um, we might have, you only have to ping in a couple of long ranges to completely get yeah. that I think number. The, I think of the two yesterday, you know, Norwood is the one. Norwood, you know, Norwood yeah. suddenly broke, broke into the team and scored, what, four on the spin, didn't he? And really, it looks like he's now suffering from a bit of a lack of confidence in front yeah. of goal, which is, I suppose, a bit unusual. But again, he's been in and out of the team, I suppose. So Yeah. yeah. As you say, you wouldn't have expected him to have a touch yesterday. He didn't need to no. take a touch, did he? An no. informed Norwood would have just yeah. side-footed, it, side-footed it away, wouldn't he? Interesting, interesting debate, though, isn't it? And um, I'm sure it's going to rumble and rumble, like you said, with front three and reshaping that next season, yeah. Craig. And their, um, like, their argument may well be that, well, I'm not in any form because I'm not getting more than 20 minutes yeah. on the pitch at, from 70 minutes onwards at the end of a game. Yeah. So how can I expect to be in any sort of form? I mean, probably harsh yesterday. I mean, OK, it worked out brilliantly, but probably harsh on Chaplin because Chaplin, I think, has been great. I, I haven't seen Chaplin. I, you know, Chaplin, for me, is always sort of seven, eight, nine out of 10 every single game. Three game and, week, um, Dave. I think yeah, you're going well, yeah. yeah, to be seeing him. I honestly yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, if he started, him, him and Bond started on Tuesday, wouldn't surprise me. Let's get a couple more here. Um, Neil, um, best performance under McKenna, best performance of the season. I think the boys have answered that. Surely that Wickham away win was thrilling, wasn't it? Surely. May not be the best. Um, although, I suppose that's the difference in terms of judging this season, that under Paul Cook, at the very best, it was a bit chaotic and quite thrilling. It was very <laughs> controlled and... Um, yeah. 
yeah, very sort of decisive um, here. Um, right, let me try and get through another couple here. Um, Craig uh, is getting a tune out of Bon again, the key to our season. That's probably quite a good question to answer after Chris's question about goal scoring, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I suppose it's getting getting a tune out of any of those strikes. It doesn't necessarily have to be Bon. I think um, he'd, he'd gone off the ball, hadn't he? You know, what was it, one in 16, one in 17? So, you know, it's not as if he was... Um, knocking them in for fun. Unfortunately, he just went off the ball exactly the, the wrong time from our perspective. But uh, any any of the strikers, I think, and, he, and none of them, to be fair, none of them can really have an argument that they haven't been given an opportunity. You know, they, Although we are saying that some have been given 20 minutes into the game here and there, but they're all being given sort of equal amount of starch. You know, Piggott came in from nowhere to be given a start yesterday. As Dave said, he did all right. He held the ball up a little bit, but just things didn't quite come off for him. He sort of turned into trouble a few times, didn't he? It might be a question, you know, trying too hard, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as long as, as long as, just say, Chaplin will score out of nothing, won't he? As long as Burns is scoring and if Jackson can retain a little bit of the form that he suddenly seemingly stumbled into, then it might not be necessarily a bond that we need to get back into uh, into form. But I say it'd be interesting to know, interesting to see, fast forward to August, who who the four strikers in the club will be. Interesting. Um, there's there's one here from Tony, which is more a comment, uh, which I think we've dealt with about um, the bespoke approach. There's one from Alex, pretty much about strikers that you've just uh, spoken to. Uh, this is Mark, um, David. Are we glimpsing sunlight uplands? <laughs> uh, when was the last time you felt we were moving in the right direction? Come Come on, Mark. You know us on the podcast here. We only need about two wins in a row to be. <laughs> it's a big, we, we, we've been thought we were in the Premier League about 10 times so far. Oh, but, um, okay, just line this up, Dave. How does this compare with um, Guion Edwards scoring against Blackburn after four minutes or <laughs> perhaps um, bang, Paul Lambert bang. winning eight out of nine or something at the yeah, start I of the Yeah, I suppose that's the, last, that's the last run of note, weren't we, at the start of... Oh, Christ, I can't even know when that was. Not, it was at the start of 1920. Yeah, must have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, it went our first season down. So that was the last any significant run of no I can remember. Um, you just got confidence. You know, you, it's, it's the coach, you know, McKenna himself. You know, you hear him speak. He's very measured. He's very, you know, he knows how he wants his teams to play. You don't get any BS from him, do you, for God's sake? You know, um, very much, an intel- you know, you think an intelligent, articulate, Young, young coach, and I think he just exudes confidence to the team, well, and also team just, plays like that, Dave, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I know exactly yeah. the supporters as well. It's an absolute. I must admit, I'd never heard of him before. I'd never really come across <laughs> him before. I thought he was Phil Neville when I used to see him on the Man U bench. Um, <laughs> just well, I mean, what a coup! I mean, and and well, you know, we're so far. You used to think, well, oh, bloody hell, we're lucky to an inspired sign, and we're lucky to have him. It's just nice, isn't it, for a change. With the amount of times we've come up up, up against other teams, I think, crikey, they're a well-drilled, well-coached yeah. team. It, I even yeah. remember, like, Mark Robbins' um, Coventry. You know, oh, they, 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 still are, they, they still really are really good. Yeah, yeah but they, they, really they look yeah, look miles ahead of us, what, two yeah. seasons ago, wherever it was. And you they, thought, they're 10th in the championship now, Craig, I think. Yeah, well, it just goes to show there, doesn't it? It just goes to show, you know, coaching and, and organisation. And, and that's currently... What we're seeing, we are the team that yeah. look well coached, well drilled, well organised. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, love to see it. Um, controversial question to finish with, which we always like here. This is James. Is Benjamin Bloom's return to the flagship show the unceremonious benching of Ips Rich? Oh. Anything to do with Kieran McKenna turning the season around, or just a coincidence? <laughs> Oh. I think it might be just a coincidence. Um, he's but, calling, um, him a, calling him a glory hunter, Ben. I think is what he's calling him. Me, a glory hunter. I support Ipswich for fuck's sake. <laughs> glory hunter, dearie me. Um, oh, no, Rich. Uh, we applaud all the wonderful work Rich does for, for the pod. Um, if anything, he probably decided who was doing the, <laughs> who was doing the runs out of anybody. So, um, no, uh, Rich has not been put in the bomb squad, in Paul Pitt's <laughs> bomb squad. We love him very, very dearly. Um, and to be completely transparent, a text normally goes around on a Monday morning. No one has a clue what anybody's doing. <laughs> by about um, by about Tuesday, we know what we're doing on Wednesday. I think by Thursday, we know what we're doing on Friday. And I think I texted you two at midnight last night to figure out the I think the thing that does wind him up, I must stop doing that. He said, are you, are you about for the pod? I said, yes, if needed. And he always yeah. comes back and says, well, what does that mean? Are you or not? Oh, there we go. 
Sorry, I Mayo. think I think he'll be around. He'll be around next week because he's going to Morecambe. So I think he is. He is. Yeah. He'll be. Um... And I know he'll be because he certainly will. Because I know he's going to Morecambe, and I know he's hot footing it back for the um, Southampton oh, ladies, the ladies game Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Nice, but yes, no. There is no unceremonious anything in the incredibly happy and wonderful world of the Blue Monday podcast. <laughs> Speaking of weird, wonderful worlds, it was Wickham five, Cheltenham five at the weekend. Absolutely mental game. And I'm going to oh, go into good. Mick McCarthy, they're no mugs mode here. Let me just say, so <laughs> Cheltenham have only lost one in. How far do I have to go back here? One. There's a draw at Oxford as well there. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. So Cheltenham have lost one in nine. Uh, they've got seven points from their last three, including in this run. They've lost to Rotherham, but they've drawn with Wigan. Um, they've beaten Sunderland and they've just drawn with Wickham 5-5. So we are very much in they are no mugs category. And we need to just bring up on the screen one Alfie May, take a bow, son. Four goals from him at the weekend. Um, so he has started 26, 17 goal contributions in 26 starts. Very impressive, very much like um, Cole Stockton of Morecambe, who we came a cropper against. Um, that's that's not an easy opponent, Dave, is it? No, no. He looked very lively. God, one of his goals was an absolute peach, sort of plucked it out of the sky and lobbed the keeper. No. Um, I think I think I'm right in saying they at the start of the season, didn't we get didn't we get undone by a centre half with an unfeasibly long throw? Who I think so has done. subsequently I think has subsequently Sold, moved yeah. he's moved on, hasn't he, Craig? Yeah, about two games later, I think. They I saw think him was, it Mayor, was it Mayor or something? I can't remember his name. But I know yeah, he did us twice with long throws. So he, fortunately, he's no longer there. No, again, it's going to be, um, it looks like it's been another sort of competitive game. And obviously, young um, young May is um, is absolutely bloody flying. I mean, what a game that was yesterday. I think, um, didn't Vokes score like, <laughs> Vokes put, so um, it was 3-3 three, three, and then Vokes scored literally two in, 30 seconds to put them 5-3 up. It's a mad game. But looking at the table, Craig, Cheltenham have lost no fewer games than than we have. Uh, yeah. Ipswich 9 from 51. Cheltenham, it's just draws that have scuppered them. They've drawn 13, 13 times and one defeat in nine. And let's be quite frank, um, Craig, they've, they've had good results and not lost to better teams than us. Yeah, and they're one of the teams that I was speaking about earlier in that their league position probably belies their current the current form, as you say, I think mm. in all the form tables, they're you know, one or two places below us. So, yeah, they're, they're another team that's that's doing OK, but they're another team like um, Burton that were doing OK. There's no no reason to to think that we can't put another professional performance together. And we've, you know, we've done all the analysis. We know where to hit them. They seemingly letting goals for fun. Um, there was some bloody shocking defending in that in that game. Oh, was the more, yeah. the ball was bouncing around in the box, wasn't it? One of, it was yeah. one of May's goals where it, it bounced around the penalty spot. You had time for it to come come there and come down again. Smash no one, no Wickham defender was anywhere near him, was it? It was atrocious no. defending. It was always yeah, bobbling 50, around. 54 goals conceded. Um, I'm looking down, scrolling quickly. Only Gillingham, Doncaster, Crew look like they've conceded more. So... Um, Perhaps, yeah, perhaps a clean sheet guarantees three yeah. points in, in this one, doesn't it? Yeah, and a completely different front three again to make hay. There you go. Make hay Well, the sun is shining. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Blue Monday podcast, a very, very upbeat podcast this week. That's what seven wins in 10 games will, will do for you. Um, so we're going to be back. I think we're going to be back post-game on Tuesday, but um, as with our... A conversation of five minutes ago, what that will look like, when it will be, and who will be hosting it is I a thing. I've just seen. I think it's. I think it's Seb and Mikey Penty Smith. Good value that. I'd say, see that. That's like just bringing bringing, chap, bringing Chaplin and you know <laughs> and, and Bond Bond back in, isn't it? You like that? Oh, very, and Mike, Mikey can tell us that his anniversary, anniversary engagement <laughs> story, can't he? We can. Yes, we, we did big him up um, very, very much so last Sydney, week. Sydney we? Opera House steps, by the way. Oh, was that yours, was it? Oh, we did. he's, he's oh, dropped yeah, that, yeah, he's yeah, dropped yeah, that in there that for, 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 yeah, he just dropped that in there. Finding the, the Garland the car park can't compete with that. <laughs> I, did think, I did think that when you were telling that rubbish. story last week. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said anything now. I wish I'd seen that, yeah. Do I get a pandemic pass for 
Not having gone to the Sydney Opera House steps in the past, no. There's steps, there's steps elsewhere, mate. There's steps everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. get, get, get your suggestions in for your your favorite your favorite steps, and I'll go and propose to my. Um, obviously, I'm talking about the '90s um, pop band. You're not talking about H. Uh, by yeah, um, the Pete Waterman. We're gonna get a mention right at the end of the podcast. Anyway, I'm completely rambling. I've gone off the rails here. When we do the little youtube thing where they tell you um, when listeners stop watching uh, it, it'll be right here so we better say goodbye um last word from you dave you know you say crap are you can't Seven no i can't how can i no no onwards uh, i think uh, uh, good I onwards onwards and upwards <laughs> good yeah good it doesn't doesn't work at all craig Not have you got same. anything miserable and curmudgeonly to to say no not more so than normal no i'm, I'm relatively upbeat yeah sorry mate no we're pretty Pretty, pretty good. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.